Thanks to a new global treaty, marine biodiversity is getting a lifeline. So what's behind this new project to give life to the high seas? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The United Nations formally adopted a historic treaty designed to protect life in the high seas, which is increasingly under threat from pollution, weather events, and overfishing. The pact extends for the first time environmental protections to the two-thirds of the ocean that lie beyond national jurisdictions. For more, let's bring in Jack Bobo. And thanks you so much for your time with uh, the Food Systems Institute from the University of Nottingham. So let's start with exactly what is the UN High Seas Treaty? Yeah, so the Intergovernmental Conference on Marine Biodiversity of Areas Beyond National Jurisdiction, uh, the BBNJ, commonly known as the High Seas Treaty. And this is 20 years in the making. And so it's been very difficult to get countries to come together in order to uh, to be able to make decisions around this high seas treaty. And so, uh, you know, just in, just in June, uh, they finally came together, more than 190 countries, and they agreed on the terms of this treaty. And it's really uh, intended to do just what you mentioned. It's intended to reduce pollution, to protect marine areas, and to uh, Im- reduce the impact of overfishing on that two-thirds of the uh, ocean that is beyond national borders. And so that means it's beyond the ability of most countries uh, to be able to regulate what happens there. So why is this important? Yeah, well, you know, it's important because, uh, you know, there is a huge impact in terms of pollution on life in the ocean. That's causing, uh, or at least the potential to have collapse of marine ecosystems. Uh, overfishing in these areas is causing the collapse of a third of all ocean fisheries. And we're not going to be able to, to meet our future protein needs, and we're not going to be able to sustain life on Earth um, if we don't have the oceans, if we don't have a functioning ocean. And so the treaty is, is doing a few different things. Um, one of the things that it's doing is, for the first time, it's creating a mechanism to be able to create marine protected areas in the high seas. And so you, you can think of this a little bit like a national park. And so governments, uh, you know, the U.S. and others have established zones in the oceans around uh, the coast of uh, California or New York or Hawaii, where we're able to protect the marine environment in those areas near our, our borders and our shores. But you can't really do that in the high seas as an individual country. And so for the first time, the we have a mechanism for countries to come together and to identify parts of the ocean that are particularly sensitive. Those could be breeding grounds for for uh, fish and uh, other uh, marine mammals. And we can now set that aside or limit the amount of activity that goes on there so that we can then create this opportunity for fish stocks to recover. And you know, that's, that's critical for sort of the, the success, long-term viability of our, our ability to fish. Uh, some of this is building on the Convention on Biological Diversity. Uh, last year, one of the things that the convention called for was setting aside 30% of the Earth's surface uh, in order to create protected areas. Now, countries agreed to do that, and 
that's much easier to do on land, of course, because the countries that agreed to do it also have that land within their borders. Um, while they agreed that it was important for the oceans, there really wasn't a mechanism under the Convention on Biological Diversity, the CBD, in order to do it. And so this new agreement now creates that mechanism uh, for setting aside those areas and to protect them. So those are some of the things that are happening. There are other areas related to um, protecting the genetic resources for sharing the, the value of any uh, new uh, discoveries that come from that, uh, looking at environmental impacts. So, so there are a number of different uh, innovations that came with this new agreement as well. Now, for many out of sight, out of mind, we're talking about the high seas. How vital is it to protect the natural ecosystems and biodiversity? Well, a huge amount of the, the food that we eat uh, comes from the ocean, and a, a large number of people around the world are, are uh, dependent on it for their livelihoods. So it's, it's critical in terms of the nutrition that it provides. It's in, critical in terms of the, uh, the livelihoods. But, of course, there's just the, the aspect of protecting our oceans uh, for the biodiversity that exists there as well. You know, we, we really don't know all of the potential that the ocean's biodiversity has for, for our lives, for new medicines, for new innovations, uh, for, for new research. And so there's sort of that very uh, direct impact on health and nutrition. There's the longer term impact on discoveries and innovation uh, that, you know, we certainly shouldn't minimize because there are, there are a lot of discoveries that are coming, coming about every day. Now, the ocean plays a pivotal role in everything from the economy to regulating the climate. So why has this taken so long? Yeah, that, that, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, you have different countries' perspectives on, on what that means uh, in terms of the, the oceans. Certainly, a lot of countries are out there uh, fishing on the high seas. And if there's an inter international agreement that limits what they can do, uh, that may limit their ability to access those uh, fish stocks uh, to feed their own people. And so, you know, there are certainly sort of those challenges of those who, who want to exploit the natural environment as much as possible while it's still there. And on the other hand, you have countries that are perhaps not involved in ocean fisheries that would like to do more to protect it and may not be as dependent on those resources. And so it, it, it's always difficult when you have a global common, something where, you know, anybody can take advantage of it, um, but nobody necessarily benefits by extending uh, those protections uh, in the long term. So. So it's it's hard to get countries to all come together and agree to set aside uh, a an area like this or to move towards that joint uh, oh, regulation and decision making over something that they previously were able to exploit all by themselves. Do you view this as a bridge moving from how do we sustainably produce food on land to considering how we protect our oceans? Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is it's a it's a very important step, and it certainly shouldn't be underestimated. That uh, you know, a, a third of ocean fisheries are are in decline. I mean, they're they're at risk, and they really could collapse, and that would have a huge impact on uh, global protein and access um, to nutritious food. 
at a time when most people should be eating more uh, fish protein. And so it's, it's critical that we have it. And when you look at the world in terms of the impacts of climate change on biodiversity, we have the uh, huge declines in biodiversity in the oceans, in freshwater ecosystems, in uh, rainforests and other places. So we're seeing dramatic reductions in biodiversity all over the planet. And of those places, the oceans are the toughest place to come to agreement to try to set aside and protect. And the fact that we're able to do that, I think, reflects the reality that, you know, we're, we're all in this together. And if we don't find ways of coming to agreement on some of the hardest things, then, you know, we're not going to be able to, uh, to ensure the, uh, opportunities for our children and our grandchildren ahead of us because you know once these marine resources are gone once biodiversity crashes uh, it's it's difficult if not impossible to bring it back jack thanks so much for your insights on this fascinating conversation thank you for having me that's the program for now for more head to tickernews.co i'll see you soon more right after this.